Hello, we are reading in the writings of Rabash, the article, What is Torah? And work in the way of the Creator. We're continuing. And we're starting with, we should... We're starting with accordingly, we should interpret what they say. Again, we are reading in the articles of Rabash, the article, What are Torah and Work in the Way of the Creator? We're starting with the paragraph where it says, accordingly, we should interpret what we say. Accordingly, we should interpret what we say, enlighten us in your Torah. It seems as though the words enlighten us should be said of a place of darkness and concealment. But in regards to the Torah, it should have said, let us understand your Torah, so what is enlightened? According to the above, we should interpret that since we should discern within the Torah the clothing of the Torah in which the Creator is clothed, and this is concealed from us, because we see only the clothing and not the one who wears it. We therefore ask the Creator to enlighten us so we may be rewarded with seeing and feeling the Creator who is clothed in the Torah. This is the meaning of enlighten us, that we may see that you are clothed in your Torah. We should also understand what it says in the Zohar about the verse, they who seek me will find me, they asked about this, where do you find the Creator? They said that you find Him only in the Torah. Also they said about the verse, indeed you are a God who hides, that the Creator hides Himself in the Holy Torah. It is written in the introduction to the study of the Ten Sfirot concerning what our sages said, you have merchandise that he who sells it is sold with it. This means that the Creator is clothed in the Torah, except the person must seek and find him since he did himself, he hid himself in the Torah as long as the learners of Torah are unworthy of it. But through the labor and prayer, they find him. It was said about this, I labored and I found. The question is, what is the connection between laboring and finding in the Torah? Through the labor, we find the Creator how he is clothed in the Torah. This means that one 
should not say, I learned much Torah, but I do not find the Creator, how He is clothed in the Torah. Instead, Instead, we should seek Him and not despair, but believe what is written, they who seek me will find me. Since the concealment is a correction that a person will not attain him before he has vessels of bestowal, which is called equivalence of form and vikut with the Creator. Accordingly, we should interpret what would our sages said, be careful with the sons of the poor, for from them Torah will emerge. As was said, water will flow from his bucket, for from them Torah will emerge. It seems to mean that Torah will emerge specifically from the sons of the poor, but from the sons of the rich it will not. Can we say this? In the work we should interpret that poor is, as our sages said, one is poor only in knowledge. For this reason, when a person learns Torah and wants to achieve the Torah, meaning to a state of enlighten us in your Torah, meaning to adhere to the Creator, who is clothed in the Torah. For your Torah refers to the Creator, who is clothed in it. Yet, he sees that as much as he has exerted and worked to find the Creator in the Torah, he cannot find Him. Although it is written, they who seek me will find me. He sees that he is poor in knowledge. And he wants to keep what is written, know the God of your Father and serve Him. And what is written, a soul without knowledge, is not good. But he is far from it. For each time he sees that it is utterly impossible to find him in the Torah, this is called poor in knowledge. And that time a person understands that finding the Creator in the Torah was not said for him, since he thinks that he has already looked for him in the Torah, but has not but has found nothing, and he wants to escape the campaign. This is why our sages came and said, Be careful with the sons of the poor, for from them the Torah will emerge. The reason is according to the rule, there is no filling without a lack, no gadlut without katnut. This means that if we want to give something to a person, but the giver is afraid that if he is given immediately, as soon as the receiver asks of him, 
the receiver will not be able to appreciate the giving and will probably lose it. Or other people might take that thing from him. Since the giver knows the importance of the matter, he does not want the receiver to spoil it. For this reason, he does not give him what he asks immediately. Instead, he wants the receiver to ask him many times. Thus, through the demand, a need for the matter is formed in the receiver. Otherwise, he would have had to stop asking. When he does not stop asking him, he can be only... This can be only if each time he must understand the necessity of the matter. That is, if he wants to ask of him again, that if he wants to ask of him again that the giver will give him, a person must contemplate whether he really needs that thing. For only then does he have the strength to ask again, once he has already asked, but received no answer to his question. This is so because a person cannot ask of someone who takes no interest in his requests. However, since the thing that he is asking is necessary and his whole life depends on it, the necessity of the matter does not let him rest and he goes even above reason to ask time and time again. He has nowhere else to go because he understands that this is his life and without it, he says, his life is pointless. Since he has come to feel that it is not worth living for other things. It follows that he has no choice since he has no satisfaction in his life. That is, since there is a rule that a person cannot live without provision since the Creator created the creatures with the intention that they will enjoy, which is called his desire to do good to his creations. And the three things that can give a person provision to sustain the body so it is satisfied and which are called envy, lust, and honor do not satisfy him. For this reason, a person must seek spirituality. 
If he is a Jew, he believes that through dvekut, through adhesion with the Creator and His law, he can obtain provision to provide for the body and be able to say wholeheartedly, Blessed is He who said, let there be the world. Since he enjoys it, if he is rewarded with dvekut with the Creator, as it is written, and you who cling unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you, today. For then, he will be rewarded with real life. This gives him the strength not to despair from asking the Creator to bring him closer and open his eyes in the Torah. It is as it is written in the introduction to the study of the Ten Sfirot, the first degree of the revelation of the face comes to a person only through his salvation when he is rewarded with opening of the eyes in the Holy Torah, with wonderful attainment, and he becomes like a never-ending stream. However, this depends on the extent to which he believes that the Creator hears a prayer and can justify providence and say, what he thinks, that he did not receive what he asked for, not because the Creator did not pay attention to his prayers, but he believes that the Creator stands and waits for his prayers and collects them, as in penny by penny, join in to a great amount. In other words, since it is known that if you give something important to a person who does not know its value, and there are people who do know its importance, that thing will move to those people either by theft or by losing it. For the person will not know how to keep it. And there are people who know its value and they will steal or find it and not return it to the owner. It is known that opposite Kedusha, there is the Sitra Acha, the other side, who do do know the value of spirituality. For this reason, there must be keeping so it does not come into their authority. This is why the Creator does not give him what he asks, what he wants, but stands and waits by prevailing each time with faith above reason to ask the Creator to help him and open his eyes in the Torah. And he believes in faith in the sages who said that working on faith is the best way to be rewarded with the importance of the goal, which is dvekut with the Creator.
And when the Creator knows that He already knows how to keep the kings present, the Creator will certainly help Him and grant His prayer which is His request that the Creator will open His eyes and He will be rewarded with opening the eyes in the Torah. And He will certainly give Him. This is the meaning of the words be careful with the sons of the poor. That is, do not underestimate the situation where he feels that he is poor in knowledge because he has not been rewarded with opening the eyes in the Torah and he has not been rewarded with the light in it reforms him. Since from them, Torah will emerge. That is, he should believe that by feeling that he is poor in knowledge, and each time he must overcome, he must believe that these descents come to him from the Creator. And by this, he will receive the vessels and the need to appreciate the gift of the Creator from the outer ones. Meaning, that not, not everything will fall into the vessels of reception, which are vessels that belong to the klipot. By overcoming with faith that the Creator hears a prayer, and each and every prayer that He asks of the Creator, the Creator adds it to the great amount until a person knows the value of the matter. This is the meaning of what is written in the book A Sage's Fruit. For this reason, this klipa is called Pharaoh, with the letters in Hebrew, Pe-ra, evil mouth. In the exile in Egypt, that Pe-ra had control, and they returned to their bad ways. For this reason, even though they were rewarded with some illumination from the upper nine, it could not be swallowed in the goof, in the body, because the Pe'ra, which is the opposite of the Pe of Kedusha, the mouth of Kedusha, namely the back of the neck, stopped the abundance that came down from the Rosh and sucked all the abundance that began to come down for Israel. Therefore follows that we should make several discernments in the Torah. One, one who learns Torah in order to know the rules, to know how to observe the Torah, the, mitzvah, the mitzvot in the Torah. Two, one who learns Torah in order to observe the mitzvah of learning Torah, as it is written, this book of Torah shall not move from your mouth, and you shall contemplate it day and night. Rashi interprets, contemplate it as looking in it, 
Every thought in the Torah is in the heart. As he said, the contemplation of my heart is before you. Three, he learns Torah in order to be rewarded with the light of the Torah. As it is written, I have created the evil inclination, I have created the Torah as a spice, because the light in it reforms him. By this, he will be rewarded with faith and to adhere to the Creator, and then he will become Israel, for he believes in the Creator in complete faith. For, once he has been rewarded with faith, he is rewarded with the Torah as in the names of the Creator. In the Zohar, this is called the Torah, and Israel and the Creator are one. At that time, he is rewarded with the purpose of creation, which is to do good to his creations. When the creatures receive what the Creator wants to give to the creatures, and concerning what Rashi interpreted about the verse, that you shall contemplate it day and night, he says, look in it. Even though in the Torah, is in the heart. We should understand what he means by saying that the thought is in the heart. Since when we learn Torah, it is in the mind and not in the heart. So why does he tell us every thought in the Torah is in the heart? We should interpret that this does not pertain specifically to the Torah that relates to rules he learns in order to know how to observe the mitzvot. Instead, he wishes to say that the Torah also includes the last two discernments just mentioned. One, that he learns in order to receive the light of Torah, and two, that he is then rewarded with the Torah called the names of the Creator. Those two belong specifically to the heart. As Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra says, know that all the mitzvot that are written in the Torah or that are accepted ones which the forefathers have established although the majority of them are in deed or utterance they are all in order to correct the heart. This is because the Lord wants all the hearts and He understands the inclination of every thought. It is written to those whose hearts are straight and conversely a heart filled with thoughts of transgression. Know that the Torah was given only to men of heart. 
should interpret the words of Rashi, as Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra says, accordingly, we should note about the above four discernments that the last two pertain to the work of the individual, while the first two pertain to the general public. It is as Maimondis says, when teaching children, women, and uneducated people, they are taught to work only out of fear and in order to receive reward. Until they gain knowledge and acquire much wisdom, they are taught that secret little by little and are accustomed to it calmly until they attain him and serve him with love. We see from the words of Maimondis that the beginning of the work of the general public is in Lolishma and in order to receive reward. Therefore, they must learn Torah in order to know the rules how to observe the mitzvot. This is the first discernment. Also, his learning of Torah is in order to know with the intellect what is written there that he will be rewarded through the mitzvah of learning Torah. This is the second discernment. Those two do not belong to the work of the heart, as said in the words of Rabbi Abraham ibn Ezra. But the last two discernments already pertain to the heart because they pertain to Lishma. When one wants to walk on the path of Lishma, he's shown, as Maimonides says, that what we told you before, that you should learn Lolishma, but in order to receive reward, was because by nature, a person cannot work for the sake of the Creator but only for his own sake. Therefore, now we are telling you that you must know that the real work is Lishma. But how do you achieve this? The advice is, from Lolishma, we come to Lishma. Because the light in it reforms him. This is where we're ending.
Do you want questions on this? Or? We can't hear Rav. Whoever has questions, please. In the beginning of the article, we learned that we have to come to the Torah to, in order to receive the Torah. And today, when I came to here, I asked myself all these questions. And you also said that the answers we receive here in the study. And I felt that the beginning was lighter. Also the preparation and now the article. Uh, can we say that the Creator gives the answers this way? That that's how He brings you into the study? He brings the person to a study so that a person will search for what is the right answer, what's the right study. So what does a person need to ask himself also during the study? Also, both in the time of the study and before the study. In the article, it was said that a person should pray and be persistent in this all the time. Yes. And this prayer needs to be a prayer of many, or does a person need to pray for himself? To pray for himself so that he understands what he's learning for. And to also include the whole ten at the same time? Well, that's not from the beginning, but to to say it without doing it doesn't add. What does that mean? To observe it? Meaning that he won't learn it with the whole ten. He doesn't yet have such inner urges. Okay, thank you. Why, when he comes back again and again, is this need uh, takes place? He has this fear that it will be taken from him, this revelation. Because he's always in, in a chase after that goal. But this doesn't necessarily grow the need to receive this in his vessels, meaning if he returns and returns, it actually grows the desire to receive, no? Why? No. By this, he awakens the light that reforms and begins to understand that in his vessels, he can't accept it. There is a contrast between what he wants and what he can receive in the vessels. He then writes to know that he knows how to keep the gift of the king. Yes. What is that action of keeping the gift of the king? To keep the gift of the king means that the honor of the king to him is greater than 
than being a receiver of the gift. When does that change? When does the glory of the king became, become greater than the goal? That the person needs to increase his desire to adhere to the king more than anything else. But that's the work that we're doing. There's a situation when where we're not growing the the glory of the king above the will to receive. Of course, we increase, but the question is whether by increasing do we receive it? Do we attain it? So, what's the difference between when we receive and when we don't receive? Where here is the is it a difference in how we work or from the side of the Creator? No, from the, pers- the perspective of the Creator, there's no delay. It all depends on us. So what's missing? What's missing is how correctly we are asking and what we're asking, in what quantity, what quality. If we were to ask now precisely quantity and quality, would we receive it that way? Or do we still need to get this need, this deficiency to take place? Well, then it depends on the deficiency. It's not a matter of how many times we go over it again. No, it's like a like a child. He can cry for an entire hour. So what? And when you give him something, he throws it away after a minute and doesn't remember it. I have another question about what he writes about the work of the collective and the work of the individual. It turns out that when we want to work or to move to work for the sake of the Creator, then we kind of need to throw and disregard what we had before. We're working in order to receive a reward. Where if we were working before that to receive a reward and now we just want to bestow to the Creator, it turns out that it's truly contradicted and opposite to one another. How is it correct to look at this transition? Should we disregard this work like children and women and the, like he writes there? No, I just rise up a degree. I want a greater thing, a more special thing. But the habit he had, we're, we're working in order to receive a reward, that habit exists and it's very powerful. How do we get rid of it in order to work for the sake of the Creator? If there is such an opportunity before me, shines much more than the previous goals and then I don't even look at it is that gap sufficient you bet what can more no 
He writes, and when he moves from asking, it cannot be only in the manner in which each time he must understand the necessity of the matter. Meaning if he wants to ask him again for the giver to give him, he must put forth the thought whether he's truly lacking this matter. So this continues like with the baby that can ask for an hour, but there's no innovation in his request. Can you explain this paragraph? It seems very important. When he doesn't move from asking, this cannot be only in the manner in which each time he must realize the necessity in the matter. Meaning if he wants to ask him again for the giver to give him, a a person must put forth his thought whether he's truly lacking this. What does that mean? He needs fuel to keep asking again and again and again. You, you, You have to add as if so that he asks and so some stop asking they asked once and that's it others can't let go of the request to the extent that it's in them and pains them and they go all the way until they receive. And in its repetitive uh, request, there has to be uh, something each time in innovation. Why each time? Why I'm give me and why I'm missing this each time? Yes, yes. Ken. What is those who seek me shall find me? What is that action in the? That one who chases the Creator finds Him. And when He says, illuminate our eyes with your Torah, what is the meaning of the more you learn, the deeper you attain the depth and causes that are truer. Yes. He's explaining that we have here this transition from Lolishma to Lishma and we have to start with the Lolishma from the beginning. You can't jump right into the Lishma. Now there are two discernments in Lolishma. One that one studies Torah in order to know the, the laws, the judgments, uh, to know how to observe the Torah that way, the commandments. And then he talks from the mitzvah of the Torah. And the third one is that he expects a light. And sin four is for his, for his sake. Uh, can we jump to three and jump and skip over one and two? How? That's what I'm trying to understand, because the articles of Rabash and Bala Sulam that we study mostly, doesn't exactly talk about the judgments and how to observe the mitzvot, and yet he says that that's the first discernment that we have to go through as well. So what is the meaning here? That we have to know what are the mitzvot as written. Simply, because it's written. But where is that written? Where does this appear? Where do we learn that? The mitzvot, the judgments that he's talking about? You have many books on this. Do we need to learn this? Is this one of the things we have to go deeper in? There are some things you have to know and carry out. 
another question about the third stage where he expects the light many times we learn uh, the study of ten sefirot and there it's very hard to understand what it's talking about so we simply concentrate on the light let it operate on me and I hear it that way and somewhere it touches me in the in my eardrum somewhere and it has to be together. I wish to understand what is written, and I wish to be impressed, inspired by what I'm reading. And if the intellectual understanding is too difficult, then but I want it to work on me. So should I give up the intellectual understanding? Or? No, let it be. Let that come to me as well. But it's not that I make a condition. I don't understand, so I'm not thinking. But I do yearn for the light, meaning I am holding on to something. So you read like someone who's illiterate. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's that's not good. You have to nevertheless try to go deeper as much as you can into the Torah itself. What's happening there? There has to be an intellectual effort. We cannot give up. No. Even in the simple actions of the mitzvot. Thank you. He writes here, and by overcoming in faith where he believes that the Creator hears his prayer and each and every prayer he asks for the Creator, the Creator joins it to the great calculation until he will know the importance of the matter. The question is about the prayer. Is the prayer a collection of of requests or is it something single and, and focused? Both. It could be a prayer for something specific, concrete. It could be not something concrete, but something complex. When it's complex, it's like you can get confused with your prayer all the time. It's what I'm trying to ask. I'm sorry. How in the prayer do you not fall again to the vessels of reception? You have to see what do you want. That's before the prayer. What do you want? What are you asking for? What what will you get out of receiving or not receiving and so forth? You have to clarify that before the prayer. We do that, and then we want to pray. And when we pray, what's supposed to come out of it in the end? Is it some kind of request, or is it... Because I'm always missing, like, the end of the prayer. What are you praying for? In order to change my nature, in order to change my vessel of reception to a vessel of bestowal. You have to clarify this well. Otherwise, what's the point in starting? Thank you. It says that a person receives the gift only for it when he knows that it's not going to go into the other side, the sitracha. 
if a person is already in the qualities of bestowal, so the, the other side comes before he receives the quality of bestowal or after? Is it part of the process of Kedusha already? And then if that's the case, what does he need to save himself from? Rav, he needs to make sure that in his prayer, what he's asking for, there is no will to receive for himself. That's it. And that can't be before the Kedusha. I don't know what Kedusha is. Before he's in bestowal, before he moves through the... He's not going to receive the form of bestowal. So how can he be there if he's not there? He won't receive it. If he asks for something that doesn't fit the vessels of bestowal, then he's not going to get it. To complete Dror's question, that's exactly it. How can he ask for something that he's not there? How can he ask for a sixth finger if he... What's not in him, he can ask for. Otherwise, all our requests is for what we still don't have. That he can ask. The question is whether what he's asking for, whether he's going to use it in the right way. And he won't use that until he kind of like moves to the other side because the sitracha is going to, like, suckle it from him. The more he asks, and truly asks, then there's a chance that he'll receive. Rav, if you want to explain just this matter of the sitracha, it's all on the way. He'll fall to there. Right? It will it'll siphon it away from him from there. Right. Then he has to turn to the creator to protect him from this. Yes. Thank you. To continue the discernment of the prayer, here and there I stumble upon people who are just in gratitude. I've never heard them asking, also in the 10. There's one or two that are always just in gratitude. Can such a thing be? I guess they have nothing to ask for. Because according to what I'm hearing, I'm almost always in requests. Only if once in a while I'm thankful. But usually sometimes I don't even get there. I wish I'd be there. What's the question? How do you awaken friends that are only in gratitude? I'm not talking about people. Speak about yourself. What are you... Worried about uh, I worry for them. I worry for my ten. Mister, let's not play in hypocrisy. Just speak about what you are lacking. You don't have. What? Okay, so we'll wait. Thank you very much, Rav. What does it mean to chase after the Creator? You said here, every day we need to come and to seek the Creator. One of the things is to put forth efforts. And you said earlier to one of the friends, I need to run after the Creator. What does it mean to run after Him? To ask of Him, to attain Him, to ask of Him to give me vessels of bestowal. Vessels of bestowal and love of friends, can we add that too? Yes. 
Thank you. Ken. Ravi writes here a lot about the heart, that we need to correct the heart, and that the Torah was given to those of the heart, and the logic of the Torah needs to be in the heart. Yes. We need to come to the lesson or to the meeting with the friends with an expectation that our heart will be corrected. Yes, the heart is a desire. The Creator created a desire. And that desire appears to within us in a broken form, and we have to correct the heart, the desire. Before we go to correct something, we need to be in the feeling that the situation is is broken, that it's uh, harsh. That let's say a person is going to an operation, and he feels... and. Right. right, certainly our heart is broken. So we need to walk around all day long thinking that our heart is broken? And No, no, we don't need to just just go that way. Rather, we need to, to research. Who am I? What am I? What do I want? What am I drawn to? And so forth, until one comes to a state where truly the heart within me is an evil inclination and I have to correct it and only the Creator can help me do that. I ask of Him and He will correct the heart. This correction seems like it's daily, endless and doesn't end. It's infinite, I don't know that. You're saying that. I guess you're talking about it from the very end already. But daily, yes, that's correct. And if there's some uh, device that's broken, you take it to the garage and they fix it. And, uh, sometimes it happens again, you have to go again. And So put it into the, gar- the, the garage shop, the car shop, and fix it. What can you do? But you have to know exactly that the problem is in your heart, nothing else. And only the Creator can make the correction happen to you. Ken. Yes. Hello. I wanted to know when he says that a person... I can't receive satisfaction from uh, honor, lust, and corporeal uh, satisfactions. And I seek spirituality. And then he says, to receive uh, spirituality, I need faith. But I have yet to attain faith. And then he says that you have to engage in Torah. How do I know if I'm engaging in Torah correctly? Or maybe that I'm not engaging in the Torah enough? Uh, I didn't yet receive the faith and I don't yet have that fuel to ask. Uh, So you are told that in order to receive the power of faith, you have to be inside the group. Ten friends are all thinking about the same thing. How to attain the Creator and His force to correct themselves in order to bestow. We're already in the 10, we're doing this, but there isn't some something that's drawing or attracting. 
The fact that you see that you're among ten people doesn't mean that you're actually among them. How do I make it so I will be among them? What do I need to do in order to enter into that connection? There are many articles on that. Why many? So that you will read them and by the time you you complete them, then bit by bit it enters your nerves, your discernments, and then you get the right impression from it. Thank you. Yes. I'm still getting confused in that. Can we say, let's say, that the social writings are the mitzvot of the Torah for those of us who study? Yes. Okay, so if I focus on that, as far as I'm concerned, that's to study the Torah in order to know the judgments and to know how to keep the commandments of the Torah and... No, no, it's insufficient. So what am I missing except for that? Don't just hold on to the part that seems clear to you and you want to to delve into it. Look into what exactly is it about. Where should I see this? Let's see what's written about it in the books, that the commandments of the Torah are many. There's a part of them that is between man and his friend, between man and the Creator, between man and himself even, and so forth. Well, I, I have no idea where these books are. Where, you know, where do I understand where, which books to go for? We never, I never engage in this, in the commandments of the Torah. Okay, most of them are. Most of them are the same. Those who are here, almost none of them engaged in that. So, we have to learn. To learn to read what's written about it. Rabash, in his articles, writes especially about man's attitude to his friend. Man and his fellow man. And that's what we first have to learn. And afterwards, we arrive at man's relation to the place, to the Creator. That's it. So actually, the books that we have right now, the writings of Rabash, we, I don't need to start deepening in some other books outside of that for now. No, unnecessary. Can. Yes. Writes, be cautious with the sons of poor, because then he won't, because until he receives the opening of the eyes, the light, and it will reform. He has not yet had the... What does it mean, do not disregard this state? What makes this state very unique? It's a state of deficiency, that in that deficiency, one comes to solving all of his problems on the path. There are many verses that are in this one that says there's no righteous who says the word of the mitzvah until he has failed with it a thousand times, the righteous will fall. And there are many that talk about this state of, uh, of this. Is this a necessary state of going through it many times along the way? No, everyone according to his state. 
Thank you. Ken. We read that through exertion and Torah, labor and Torah, we uh, invert things. And also that you should pray all day long. Is exerting in prayer alone, it's not enough. According to what's written here, we need more exertion beyond the prayer. What does it mean? If I labor in connection between us in the ten or in the entire public, then by that I receive strength, forces. And I don't think there's anything else to, to do. To come every day, incorporate with all the articles and try to to be as connected as possible with the friends. Again, I'll read it again. Through exertion in Torah, we attain the Creator. What is the difference between laboring and finding? I labor in one place and I find another place. There's no connection. Why am I saying this? So that there won't be a situation where I'm just exerting for nothing. There's a state where I'm exerting, it's not even connected to this. So what's the connection here? I don't know what you're asking for, what you're looking for, and what you find. I don't know. So, look at yourself. The problem is that I don't know either. I don't know where to aim each time. Do you understand the problem? No. I, I know that a person who comes to study, then he becomes more and more from day to day in a greater scrutiny of why is he studying, what is he coming for, and so on. Is that not clear? No, that's understood. Okay, so you don't need more. Just always scrutinize your necessity for the Torah, for our whole engagement here. Okay. So I'll continue this matter of scrutinizing the prayer. What you said just now, we need to scrutinize the necessity of why you're studying all the time, why exactly you want. Not just to say words. Well, a person who invests forces, typically to the extent that he invests forces, he wants to know why and what is he receiving and when will he receive and so forth. What will that give him? All the results from that. Exactly, that seems to me, now a person makes this scrutiny, I did that yesterday, I remember yesterday, I come tomorrow to listen, I'm asking for vessels of stall, desire to restore, what are these words even? I don't know. 
it sounds to me like a person that doesn't understand what he's talking about. Meaning the words are not enough. We also have this inner description of these words that, like he talks about, that we have to scrutinize the necessity. Why do I need this? What will that desire to bestow even give me? Yes, yes, that yes. That depth of the, of the scrutiny. Well, well as, as deep as possible. Meaning as much as possible so you can understand how much you... Yeah. Otherwise it won't be the case. Does a student need to aim to a place that he does not receive reward? How is how can one direct himself to a place of not receiving a reward? Then what is he aiming him, himself towards? Well, we see that we come there and that we need to not want reward. So what do I do with that? I don't know. What, what kind of state you arrive at where you don't want a reward? To not receive in order to receive as much as I understand or to be in bestowal is like without reward. Why is it without a reward? Then what is it? I think it is actually receiving a higher, greater reward than all of the other means we have in this world. So I come here in order to profit, but more? Yes. Like that, with the desire? and Yes. No. He writes that there are four phases in the Torah, and the first one, the lowest one, is probably that he studies Torah in order to know the the rules, the the judgments, and also the questions of how to behave in the ten or building the reality also belong to that that phase. Is that correct? Yes. So there's some kind of lower discernment here that we have to skip over, or do we actually need to deepen in it and implement it or make it as a foundation? To receive it, to work with it. Let's say there's a state in which a person comes, he goes to study Torah in order to know the judgments. So he needs... What for? Because sometimes there's nothing else. Uh, sometimes you don't see a higher goal. So we build things from the foundation. And the question is, is what? Uh, Should we try to cancel this and understand that there's something higher or kind of like disregard this and try to move onwards or to deepen in this and from this reach the higher degrees? To rise higher than that and rise to higher, higher discernments. Each time try to rise higher. Okay. Good. I'm happy that this article influences you strongly. Now we have here Holland 1. Holland. Yes, uh, good morning, Adi Raf. Morning. What exactly is the strength 
to not uh, despair when we constantly pray and pray and pray. The Creator gives us strength. He wants us to continue and continue and continue our entire life. To begin with, was given to us so that we'll keep going, keep doing that. Um, yes, Raf. It also says, um, uh, if you have, let's say, the, this everlasting love prior to reaching the prayer, how do we how do we reach this everlasting love before we pray? Only by the environment. Only by the environment. Give one. Yes, dear Rav, it's written in the article about the gift that the Creator gives a person as a reply to the prayer. So it's written that the first one is revelation of face. It only comes as the salvation of the Creator, and then he has the opening of the eyes. How do we altogether come to such a thing as a result of our request? By the study, we attract more and more upper light, the light that reforms. And it will bring to us, bit by bit, the upper force that settles within us and begins to shape our vessels in a correct way until we begin to feel the answer within them. In the continuation to that, he writes that the Creator will give this if a person will be able to hold on to that gift. Yes. What does it mean to hold on to the gift? The person will not throw it away, will not want to change things and want to see through, to receive through them some, uh, some reward. That's how it is. Moscow won. If a person reaches a state of despair from his own forces and he wants to come to a connection at 10, but the Creator doesn't answer his prayer, what does that happen? What is he missing? He has to connect more with the friends, quickly and intensively. Yeah. Meaning if he doesn't answer the prayer, it means there's no connection between the friends? Yes. We talked about a person constantly asking for what he's missing. But if we're talking about this world, then I ask, I imagine to myself what I'm missing. Let's say I want an apple. I don't have an apple, but I want. I saw someone else has one. And here we're talking about the fact that a person needs to ask for vessels of bestowal. How can you ask for something that I have no depiction for it whatsoever? You're given an understanding of what you can ask for. 
Merhaba Arav. Grup olarak iki sorumuz var. Makalede bilin ki Tora sadece kalbin adamlarına verilmiştir diyor. Kalbin adamları nedir? It's possible, Rav, we have two questions. It is written in the article, know that the Torah is given only to men of the heart. Uh, which means that, what does it mean that a person is being given it only to men in the heart? That they understand, they have to correct the heart. Uh-huh. Can we ask another question? Yes. When I pray only to serve the Creator with love, how can we understand that my prayer will be only lishma? Um, that's the question. If I am willing to ask for something that's not for my self-benefit, then this is on the way to Lishma. How can a person live all day long in scrutiny so that he'll be able to aim his heart to towards the heart, towards the friends. How is it possible? By receiving support from all the friends. So it's easy for him not to come out of it. Uh, Latin one. Latin one. Buenos dias, Raf. Hay gente en prisión donde There's people in prison and the only thing they have are books. How can we feel that necessity to uh, know in the ten where most of the time we don't want and to a certain extent we're even satiated? I didn't understand. What was he asking? Unclear. Repeat. Hello? I mean that there's people in prison uh, and the only thing they have is books and they're seeking the religion or knowledge. How can we find such a necessity in the ten where many times we don't have the strength or the desire? You have to connect to them more and more and attract them to a scrutiny as well. We are now in a very important transition. And our next degree is already Lishma. And therefore, we have to better and better connect, adhere to each other as much as possible, and the passageway is ahead of us. Yes, Chaim. I think also Dudi wanted to explain the question. What it seems to me like the friend is asking is that, like this. There's friends that are in such conditions that they almost have no possibility to connect to the path. Let's say there's friends in prison, also in South America and North America, that all they have 
our books. That's their only connection to the path. They have no internet, no nothing. They can just read in a book and that's it. And there a very big deficiency is created. And for us, it's like we have everything. We're, we're full. We have friends, 10, lessons every day, everything. So it's kind of like it, it puts out the, uh, defi- the deficiencies. You have so much abundance. Right. So how do you keep this deficiency even though you have such abundance? How do you keep that spark alive? Also through the environment. That each one has to awaken and warm up his friend and that's how we, we don't let go of the goal. More? You say that we, the world clear, in a very important transition to the next degree is Lishma. What is important to know, to pay attention to, to be cautious in this transitional state? To be together and understand that our vessel is a common vessel and each one has to contribute his part to this common vessel and that's way that's how to advance this is how to move forward all right woman turkey seven woman turkey seven oh sorry no no so woman have two Women have two. Hello, Rav. Can you hear me? Yes. How do I not fall to the sitracha, to the other side, when I'm requesting in the prayer? Keep going, and you'll get closer and see how it happens. But it's always the same thing. I'm, like, missing the goal each time. So I'm telling you, keep going and get closer. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, friends. Those who engage in Torah and mitzvot lishma means that Israel, the light, and the Creator are one. What is the light and what is the Creator? means the whole Torah. Kuchabrihu, blessed be He, means the Creator. And Israel is the ten, where we're all integrated together. This is essentially the state that where the ten moves to Lishma. When we learn Torah, we don't mean the Pentateuch or what is the Torah exactly, is it? What is Torah? Torah means all the upper light that fills the Kli that the Creator created. Meaning the upper light is one thing and the Creator that created it's two, it's like two different things here. What is that discernment between the light and I'm not going to get into this, do you understand? The light that emerges from the Creator and the No. Uh, women no no actually we don't have so let's move forward we're going to move to the next part of the lesson but before that we'll sing a song
साथ साथ में मैंने सीखा प्यार का मतलब है एकता एक ही एक ही मैं दिखा के ये खुदा प्यार का मतलब है एकता एक ही एक ही मैं दिखा के ये खुदा